One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. Check. One, two, three. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. Check. Are we rolling, Tom? We rolling. Are we rolling, Deb? We rolling. Are we rolling, Vince? Yep. We're rolling. Welcome, everyone. Welcome to Bob Dylan's Basement Podcast. Are we rolling? Where we talk to only the greatest minds in music, musicians, record engineers, managers, and everyone else in this crazy world we call show business. You know me. I'm singer-songwriter Bob Dylan. How many roads must a man walk down? You might remember that song, Blowing in the Wind. That's one of my, one of my firsts from the freewheeling Bob Dylan. And, um, you know, it's been a great day. The sun's out and uh, the birds are singing. Spring's in the air, man. It's been a really, really long winter, a winter of discontent, if you know what I mean. Not only weather-wise, but this world has been going up in flames ice-cold flames, and uh, something about the plants growing and everything is just beautiful, man. Rejuvenation and Retaliation, that's maybe the, the, the new album that I'll be coming out with in a few years. And uh, just for our fans, uh, tour dates are coming up, so if you're in uh, Toronto on uh, April 16th, we'll be doing a live podcast there with uh, no, none other than Robbie Robertson of the band, man. He still lives there. He's still rocking out with, uh, with a bunch of other guys in Toronto. Then we'll be going over to uh, New York City on May 1st, and we'll be hanging out with uh, the two living members of the Beastie Boys, man. Ad Rock and Mike D. Uh, we'll be talking about music from the 60s and 70s. They're big fans of my work, and I'm big fans of the way that they like to work in terms of how they conceptualize music. Uh, putting things together, breaking it apart, doing some jokes, being Jewish, all these great things. <laughs> and, uh, but then afterwards, one week later, we'll be going to, uh, we'll be going to Tennessee, Nashville, Tennessee, May, May 9th. So if you're there and uh, you're a big Elvis fan, and you must be if you're a listener of uh, Are We Rolling, then uh, I'll be there, I'll be singing, I'll be playing all of Elvis's greatest hits and a couple of B-sides that uh, you don't hear enough. Uh, Marie's the name of his latest flame. Who knows that one? Not enough people is the answer. Yeah, I'll be also be doing Jailhouse Rock and I'll be doing uh, um, others. But uh, yeah, come out to, to Nashville and we'll be, doing some, uh, we'll be doing some tunes. And I hope you'll be joining me, Vince. Hey man, I'm always I'm always here for you, Bobby. Vince, Love doing this pod with you, and uh, great that you have all those dates set up, brother. Thanks, man. You know, Vince has been uh, my engineer and uh, one of my road buddies since, uh, well, actually, a really, really long time. But before before that, you were one of my first supporters in radio, and I got to thank you for that, man. Oh man, I mean, I know talent when I hear it. And I uh, loved you right away from the get-go, Bobby, and uh, all the way up to now, man. It's great hanging with you every week. I remember back, it was, I think, 1959, 1960. All I had was 
$2 in my pocket, which was actually quite a bit in 1959, yeah. 1960. That was a good amount of money back then, yeah. Uh, you, could, you could rent a motel for three weeks. Not only a room, the entire motel for three weeks. Get the whole thing. Get the whole thing, you know, make sure that you're by like a, some, by a river, by a body of water. Because back then in the 50s and 60s, we had fish, man. There were fish in that water. You didn't have to pay anything. You didn't have to go to a supermarket and get some sushi. You could just kill some tuna yourself. You got yourself a you get yourself a knife. We used to say if you got yourself a knife, you got yourself a nice dinner because you make a nice uh, stick, jam it in the water, boom, fish for dinner. Every, right on, Bobby. Everybody said that. Everybody used to say that after Ed Sullivan said it back in the fifties, man. That's uh, yeah. Eddie Eddie was the first, but it really got popular later in time. Um. But yeah, I were, as I was saying, I remember back in the day, I would listen to the radio and you were playing guys like uh, Hank Williams, uh, Woody Guthrie, uh, Roy Rogers, man, all these great guys. And I was like, man, who is this guy who's playing these good music that's changing my life and changing my perception of the world, man? Yeah, man, I was really into those old country crooners, man. They had... They had the sound that I liked back then, and uh, but I wanted to, you know, rock out a little more. I always knew I had a, 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 a penchant to want to rock a little more, so I was glad when things shifted a bit. Yeah, you were glad when you you could play Black Sabbath and stuff. But no. Oh my God, yeah, I really felt better when the when the when Black Sabbath came out, Led Zeppelin, and all that. I knew that was more my style. You know, and as they say in science, opposites attract, man, because uh, you're more of a rock, heavy metal kind of guy, and that's absolutely not my bag, but we have been working in tandem. You have been uh, so, so helpful and supportive in uh, getting my show out to new, my show, my shows, both my TV shows, and also all of my music to, uh, to the audiences out there. You know, there are 16-year-old kids in Montreal who have heard of me because they listen to your show. Oh, man. Well, I, I admire how much work ethic you have, Bobby, you know, doing two television shows like that and also this radio show and going on all those tours and playing Elvis's music while you're at it. I mean, uh, you've got a real work ethic, Bobby D. Well, you know, I'm I'm also writing a screenplay, but maybe uh, more on that uh, later on in the in the episode. Um, Vince, another thing is like, I got to say, your work ethic as well is just absolutely exceptional you're the only person i know who will leave his wife and children for years at a time to be on the road to just record podcasts hey i told her when she married me it's like marrying an army man you know i go out and i might not come back you might get a letter from my uh, platoon sergeant saying he's gone you know so uh that was the deal when we when we met up and uh that's how it's got to be i mean i'm 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 a i'm a cadet of the rock army, if you will. You may, you might get a large Canadian flag from the executive director of the radio station. Ah, oh, that'd be great. I love it. I'm proudly Canadian, and I'll, I represent it all the time. Man, you, you really are like a cadet because I, le I like to get my uh, audience just a, a little sneak peek into this man. Vince Vinyl is the only guy who will wake up in the morning take apart the entire recording studio and put it back together in record time before we actually start recording. Just like in the- Hey army. man, you gotta stay sharp, right? You gotta stay sharp, you gotta stay on top of it. I don't wanna, I don't wanna come in here and have there be a problem. You're the great Bob Dylan. Imagine if there was a problem in the middle of a recording. No, I get, I get up nice and early, I come on down here, take everything apart, look through all of it, put it back together, 
sometimes sometimes I, I I leave a piece out just to you know make it more make it more difficult for myself. No, absolutely, man. Your discipline is unheard of and is really exceptional in the, oh, thanks, in, in the music art in this, in 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 show business, guys, guys and girls. You know, it's just we have so many people here who are fuck ups who just can't wake up on time who just can't show up to the show who just can't do this who can't do that so having someone with your just 100 work ethic just pounding away making thanks making man things happen i love that we're out here on uh you know uh galaxy radio and the internet now people can tune in and hear bob dylan say fuck up man we can say whatever the fuck we want here on galaxy oh. radio Bobby's got a sharp tongue today. Well, you know me, man. I mean, uh, what you said earlier about the Canadian flag, I'm proudly Canadian. Uh, I've been real happy with this weather lately. You know, I can't stand the cold. I love a nice, uh, like a nice warm day. Put Vince Vinyl in a nice warm day, walking around in the sun, getting some sun on my face. I mean, I gotta be careful, don't wanna get skin cancer, but still walking around in the sun feels good. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited. No, I'm really excited because uh, we got someone here really, really special. This is episode number 88. Um, you know, we're always talking to musicians, both in yeah. Canada, out internationally, uh, also international waters, man. I, a couple of episodes ago, we had, uh, we had the great uh, Cameron Diaz. <laughs> yeah yeah that was weird that was a weird one i didn't mind doing it but uh you know music show is weird having cameron diaz but that was okay man it's your show i show up hey it's international waters and her beat poetry is pretty interesting so i thought you that's know, this, true this isn't this isn't only a music so show this is also a show where we really put a lot of time and effort in in, in supporting artists who are good with the written word yeah yeah and that's what you're about you're about the written word I've always been about the written word ever since I was a little little kid growing up in Minnesota, little Robert Zimmerman, you know, and I was like, well, you know, I don't really like this name. So I might, uh, I might. So I, I wrote a bunch of names, you know, I, I remember it was grade one or something. And I was asked to go on the, the chalkboard to, to write, I will pay attention in class. And I said, no, nah, I'm not going to do that, man. But the teacher already left. So I just wrote a bunch of names down. Uh, first was like, John then mike then cole then trevor uh i then cole yeah. with a k right because the first Cole was c-o-l-e then cole with a k anyways so i went through a bunch of names and just i you know bob was in the second column i remember second column sixth row and dylan sounds like you sort of took your class uh, hostage there that day uh stopped the teacher from the lesson at hand and decided to do whatever you wanted to do there bob hey we were learning about like uh you know uh, American involvement in uh, in in different international uh, conflicts, man. So it wasn't it wasn't that cool. So maybe don't I'm, need that. Might as well watch a kid write his a bunch of names on a blackboard. That sounds cooler to me, man. And ever since that day, I've been you know I actually did have Neil Young. I did settle on Neil and Young, and mm. I was like, well, maybe I'll be Neil Young for a couple of weeks. But that didn't really work. I didn't really feel like a Neil. Because no. there was another kid in my class named Neil, and he wore, he wore glasses, man, and his <laughs> his parents were mechanics, and nothing wrong with nothing wrong with any of that. But nothing just, wrong with that. But you know, I'm, I've got I've got this artistic soul, so I didn't feel very Neil, and I didn't ever felt very young. Even when I was five, I felt like I was fifty. 
Now, you're an old soul. If anything, you should be Bob Old, but then that's too close to Bob Dole. So uh, I think you hit the, you're right on. Um, no, then. Bobby no, Dylan. Bobby a, Dylan. No, great that, name. That's amazing because that was actually the second name that I landed on. I was Bob Old. Bob Dole? No. Oh, Bob Old. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Bob Old. Uh, I don't know about that. I don't think you would have sold as many records. I don't think kids would have responded to you as much as Bob Old. No, no, you're right, man. Uh, I think I think you've hit the nail on the head. As a, that's an expression I've just invented, actually. Oh wow, I like it. I'm gonna write it down. Yeah, that's, uh, I'm gonna try to use that one of my latest, my my newest album. Well, <laughs> oh, nail on the head. I like it. Nail on the head. You know, but that's what I like to do. You know, Bob Dylan likes to uh, come up with expressions and idioms. Uh, there's yeah. all sorts of. I like to play with words, and and I'm sure our, our, I'm sure you do too, and and uh, maybe our guests yeah. also. I love playing with words. I love that you refer to yourself in the third person after all these years. Uh, still making sure you remember the name you wrote on the chalkboard. Oh man, I'm like an omniscient narrator. I uh, I know everything that's going on, and uh, you know I'm a, I'm one of those third person books that you sometimes read. I'm a little bit like a Holden Caulfield or something. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I know how you fancy yourself, Bobby. Well, I'm I really fancy our our, our guest and, and and maybe I won't I'm excited. Yeah. Uh she's a really really talented singer, man. And um you know, she's uh, she's uh, big in the Montreal improv community. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I I forgot to, I forgot to mention that uh you know, I played in Montreal. It was a jazz fest, I believe, a couple of years ago. And um and I wasn't really feeling it. Uh, I think the weather wasn't too good, and and you know. I, I just, tell you, man, warm weather. Warm weather is what you need. Yeah. Well, it was jazz fest, but it was over warm. It was like super, oh, it was too super warm. hot. It was too humid. Yeah. Nobody wants that. And then my frizzy hair was going all over the place, and it was getting in my eyes, and and I was also, you know, I was thinking about Joan Baez and how she left me, man, all those years ago. Oh man, still still hurts. Still hurts, and I've never, you know, I'm, I'm, I still struggle with that that emptiness in my heart every day. Tough shit, Bobby. <laughs> but so I remember just being like, man, fuck this show. And then after the show, I just like uh, wandered around the streets of Saint Laurent, and I one, I just went up these stairs because these stairs were calling me, and it was like Montreal Improv. What's this? And I, 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 I saw an improv show. Oh, yeah. Making stuff up on the spot. Very respect that. You know, that's exactly what I'm into because I realized that this is kind of like the same creativity that I go through when I'm recording music, man. When I'm writing, it's just off the top of the dome. It's just like, you know, Johnny's in the basement mixing up the medicine. I'm on the pavement thinking about the government. You know what I mean? What the hell yeah, is that? yeah. Yeah. That was that, that was, was all great. <laughs> that was all done through the power of improvisational role play. Yeah. Which you I want to give back, right? You want to give back by paying $5 and going up those stairs and, uh, and watching some people doing a little of improvisation. Bobby Dylan, giving it back. Giving it back to the people. And there was this one person in particular who was in the show who just like, man, blew me away with her, her magnetic personality and her charm. And I was like, man, she must be a singer. So I, <laughs> I, I, went, up to the, I went up to the green room afterwards and I was like, hey, are you a singer? And she was like, whoa, are you Bob Dylan? And at, at this time, actually, I was wearing a, a, like a top hat. I, yeah, I, yeah, your, pat, your patented disguise. I was, wearing, I was wearing a top hat and like a Groucho Marx glasses and, and mustache. 
Yeah, yeah, I love that when you wear that. We never get any attention for that one. No, no, no one in the audience, you know, knew who I was, even when I was. Bob paying. Dylan can sneak right in there, look like uh, Groucho Marx, a classy Groucho Marx, and sneak right out. Um, but you know, she caught me, man. She was like, "Hey, you must yeah. be Bob Dylan." And I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, you, <laughs> you know." And uh, she's a big fan of my work, which is, which is great. Um, <laughs> but 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 she 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 gave me a couple of uh, YouTube videos. Oh wow! She sent them right over to my. Hey, you ever heard of this thing called email, Vince? Nah, man. You know I don't mess with that. I don't. I'm I'm old school. All right. I'm a rock. I rock and roll. But I, I appreciate that people have them. Uh, you know. But that's not my thing. Yeah, not my thing. Either I, yell at me. Either yell at me in the street, or yeah. don't talk to Vince at all. Yeah, yeah, or maybe call in, right? It's on your radio show as well. They can just call in. Sure, I guess. But first would be yelling at me in the street. Second, fine if you need to call, call on in. Yeah, um, but um, but she so she gave me some of her YouTube videos, and I was like, oh man, this is really cool. And you know, I I might I might consider actually having her on as a backup singer in one of my future projects. So um, giving back, you're still giving back to the improv community. So without, without further ado, um, I'd, I'd like to introduce the very lovely and talented Dahlia Caro. Awesome. Hi, uh, can you hear me well over here? Check, check, one, two. We can hear you beautifully. We're good, all right. I'm going to perform a song that I wrote uh, during these quarantine times and it's called Return of Saturn. Tell me what I do you see when you look at me? Just because we don't always agree doesn't mean I'm the enemy. You see, lately I can feel the flow under my feet and the lines between us. Closing, they say conflict is another form of opportunity. But for now, we're stuck in suffering. And it seems like everyone has got a hard time breaking the patterns, patterns. Even if the world's burning, gotta do my return to Saturn, Saturn. Tell me what I would it take? How much do I gotta raise the stakes? I have these worries I simply cannot shake. Not denying we can't afford it. Any more mistakes. You see, lately I can feel the hands around my brain, and there's no place I can break away. On all sides, all that I see is a pain. Na -na -na Every day there's a price to pay. When it seems 
seems like everyone has got a hard time breaking the patterns, patterns. Even if the world's burning, gotta do my return to Saturn, Saturn. Even if the world's burning, even if my soul is hurting, even if the sky's falling, I'm gonna keep on calling, calling out to you. Yeah, that, that was, was amazing. That was wow. Um, that blew my I have mind. To say, uh, I, my palms are sweaty. You know, uh, my armpits are sweaty. It's, I, I still can't hey. really believe that I'm being interviewed by Bob Dylan. You are such a legend, uh, Vince. I don't know you very well, uh, yeah. but it, it's an honor to to be on the show. Uh, my my voice was quite shaky uh so i apologize oh, it was great it was great no that yeah that, i loved it that shakiness just you know just let us gave us a little glimpse of your vulnerability which is one of the things that uh really makes this kind of music vibrant and alive and yeah, uh, you, know, yeah. you know bob I, I i i i still can't believe i'm even just calling you by your first name bob uh when you came to montreal improv in that top hat i just I and you came in the green room. I mean, yeah. it was just such an unexpected move. It was like Bill Murray style, you know, just like giving it back to the people. And and I, yeah, I still, I still can't believe that happened. What a, what a, what a strange like life. Life is crazy. Well, actually, it's funny you mentioned Bill Murray because uh, he's the one who taught me that move, man. He, uh, I met him at the uh, Academy Awards back in, um, oh. I think. Um, Stripes was nominated for Best Picture, <laughs> and I was and I was playing and I was playing some music at the show. I was one of the musical guests, and um, and he told me, man, that uh, one of the things you want to do is uh, if you ever have the chance to give back to the community, you know, go go to a theater. Go well. In his case, he was really talking about going to see some music, some live music, because I'm a musician and everything. But um, it just so happened to be that theater, and it just so happened to be you, Dahlia. And sometimes I think, you know, uh, this is happenstance, and, uh, you know, this is fate. You believe in fate? I do. I do believe in fate. Uh, I, 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 somebody told me Bob Dylan's going to show up in a top hat at Montreal Improv, though. That, that's something I could have never predicted, but I'm grateful that it happened. I could have told you that. I'm, I'm, more, I'm the only person who knows about his disguise. If you knew me, I could have told you, hey, that's Bob Dylan. I know him. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, man. Vince knows everything about me. But he also, he actually, strangely enough, doesn't believe in fate. He's got another podcast going on called, um, you know, You Failed Because You Desperately Wanted To. That's uh, right. And and this is this is more of like a like a like a character building kind of podcast. You actually, do you want to talk, plug your podcast a little bit while you have the time, Vince? Oh, thanks, Bobby. That's really uh, uh, nice of you. Um, yeah, so you failed because you wanted to. That's basically the idea is there. Nobody just fails, right? You, deep down inside of you, you're a loser. 
you've made choices that have gotten you here. Uh, don't don't scapegoat it on other people. If you fail at something, that's because deep down you're scared of success. And Vince Vinyl wants you to succeed, but wants you to first look down inside of you and say, why do I hate success so much? I failed because I wanted to. Yeah, and if you subscribe. I've never had a guest. It's just me <laughs> talking, you know, every week for an hour or two. And, uh, you know, someday I hope I have a guest. But it is true. It does say on your Patreon that anyone who subscribes and pays a monthly fee to that show does get a copy of The Seven Traits of Highly Influential People, the book. That's that's right. That's right. You get a you get a PDF version. <laughs> I can't email it to you because I don't use email, but you see me in the street, I'll, uh, I'll give you a zip drive. Oh, okay. Or maybe you'll just scream the book at them. Ooh, I could do that, but my time is precious. I think I'll just give you, I'll hand you a zip drive if you're interested in that. No, and I, just to say, Dahlia, that, you know, uh, this is a really, really tough business, the musical industry. People like Vince are, um, you know, as I said earlier at the top of the show, he's got a work ethic like crazy, and you don't see that very often, but you do see this dog-eat-dog mentality a lot, you know, and it's kind of like that in the music industry, and you seem like such a positive uh, and beautiful person inside, man, and, uh, you know, that, that's great. I don't know if that's a question really, but. <laughs> Thank you. I mean, I, I would say I'm, I'm a pretty positive person. Uh, sometimes I wonder if it could work against me being in this type of industry. It's, as you said, it's definitely a doggy dog world. Mm -hmm. uh, you have to have a thick skin. You have to, I think, learn to love the word no. Yeah. Uh, learn to love the word failure. Learn to love a lot of things that are going to fly your way that you have to, you know, roll with yeah, and, and, and not, not, you know, like, well, Bob, I mean, you've had a lot of setbacks in, in, in your career, but you've managed to come out so unscathed, you know, I mean, Absolutely. look at you, you're, you're such a long career. You won all kinds of awards and it's a lot of, a lot of the greats don't live to the point where they get to see uh, all these awards come their way. Uh, so yeah, tell us a little more about that, Delia. Tell us a little more specifically about what you know about Mr. Bobby D here. I'm sure you can back out anything up that you say. Yes. Yeah. So in 2016, you won Ooh. the Nobel prize for literature. Oh, absolutely. Tell me how, you know, I heard about that forever. Oh my God. That was a tough week for, are we rolling? Let me tell you that. <laughs> so yeah, Bob, I mean, how, how, how was that day? Did, did you see that award coming? Well, yeah, absolutely. They actually sent me, uh, well, they sent my manager an email. As I said, I'm also not really an email guy. But uh, you, you do kind of have to know beforehand. It wasn't like when I won an Academy Award and I found out when, at the actual award ceremony. That was totally different for Best Picture, for, for, for that TV show that I made, which was such a good TV show. That they Bobby's had, home. Bobby's home. <laughs> Bobby's home. You played a father on that. It was it was a bit of a stretch because you always called yourself Bobby Dylan in it, and not, never dad. But uh, you still won. Hey, yeah, you know they they loved it over there. But um, yeah, so this thing with the Nobel Prize that was more like you know three months in advance. They told me because it's not just the ceremony. There's a bunch of things you need to know and do before the ceremony. Um, the entire, I don't know if you have heard of the Illuminati, Dahlia. But oh boy, here oh. we go. But basically, Don't get them started on the Illuminati. 
the Nobel Prize. Um, and listen, I have nothing against those guys. You know, they have pretty cool parties and everything. But, uh, the, you know, it's an entire process. You needed to sacrifice uh, various living animals. You needed to wear certain robes. You needed to wear those robes while you were chanting at different points in the world. Like, and, and the Illuminati are always watching. So, you know, the Nobel Prize was um, an entire ordeal. But at the very end, I was on stage with none other than David Sedaris. And he gave me that Nobel Prize for literature. And uh, it was a great evening, man. I hung out with him. We had uh, mint juleps. And uh, Love them. he introduced me mm. to his wife, man. Wife seems pretty cool, too. And then, uh, you know, afterwards, uh, we went fishing. You went fishing? Story. Oh, classic story. What else can you do in Sweden, man? You know, there's all sorts of water all over the place. You know, you're like, you know, I don't speak any Swedish, but they speak English. Well, that's kind of cool. So, uh, you know, you go, you, it's just like back in the 1950s, 1960s. You know, you go to a fish, you don't, you don't buy sushi at a supermarket. You go no. kill it yourself. You live off yeah. the land. And that inspires your music. And yeah, Bob, yeah, I, I think, uh, oh. oh, go ahead, oh. go ahead. No, I was just going to say, Bob, uh, I know also you're, you're, you're a big supporter of local farming, right? Well, yeah. Local I mean, farming? Yeah. That's been like a renewed, a renewed, a renewed interest. I think you've been working on some material, some new folk songs, like devoted to, to just the, the farmer man's labor. Yeah, sure. Yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> no. Uh, oh, 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 she guessed the title exactly. I think of farmer man labor. You're going to have to change it, Bob. I told you it was too, too easy for people to guess. You just got it like that. First guess, farmer man's labor. <laughs> Well, listen. If it, yeah, I mean, that's that's pretty that's pretty clever of you. That, that's pretty prescient of you, I must say. Do you have some sort of mind reading skills, Dahlia? Because that is something oh, no. that will serve you well in this industry. <laughs> Do not. You are. She is not in the Illuminati, Bob. Let's just let's let's just move off the Illuminati. Get this back on track, shall we? All right. All right. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. I I I, I you know as I always say, uh, shop local, act global. And, um, and uh, you know, I really believe in that. I take that to heart. And, um, you know, I grow my own uh, fruits and vegetables. I, 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 this is the third time I'm saying, you know, back in the 50s and 60s, we would go, we'd catch our own You'd fish, man. <laughs> we would go, we'd, we'd, we'd collect our own apples from our own apple tree. And uh, we've really lost a lot of that in this world. So it's nice to, it's nice to, to support local organic food and produce. Right on, right on. Have you been to Chantal Market? <laughs> <laughs> well, let, let me take both questions at the same time. I I was, uh, hey, man, I was just going to ask Dahlia a question since, you know, she's the guest. Uh, but we can we can find out if Bobby <laughs> D's been to the Chantal Market on this episode of Are We Rolling? Uh, no, it sounds great. Well, it's just anyways, it's my favorite. It's, it's my favorite market. It's just if you if you really are big about uh, buy buy local. Think or what was what was the line again? Think, You're the line you always say. Think globally, act locally. That's yeah. copyright Bob Dylan right there. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So I mean, yeah. If if you're about that, I really think you should head on over to Jean Talon uh, Market. Mm, yeah. But but don't head out without your Groucho Marx mask and your cool top hat. Oh, way yeah. way ahead of you. In fact, I got a Harpo right here. Uh, oh, <laughs> I got a Harpo Marx. 
The lesser known marks. <laughs> oh. The mute one. So maybe it'll be a little difficult to like ask for cucumbers or something because I'll have to mime it. But uh, yeah. anyways, uh, what was your question for Dahlia? Let's get in, let, let's ask her some stuff. Man. Well, I really like that song, Dahlia. I just want I was just wondering if you could tell me a little bit about the song, maybe, you know, like yeah. uh, Return to Saturn. Is that the name of the that's the title there you got? Yeah. Yeah. Re return. Return of Saturn. Yeah. Return of Saturn. Yeah. So all I, all that makes me think of is like, uh, you know, in the 50s and 60s, Bob Dylan and I like to talk about the 50s and 60s all the time. Um, you know, return to Saturn. I took a real bad LSD trip in uh, in 1968, and uh, I thought I returned to Saturn. But I'm sure that's not what your song is about. But I had a, I had a hell of a day. Uh, you know, Vince Vinyl was out there. I did, I did too much LSD is what I'm trying to say. Uh, anyway, so what is your song about? Probably not a bad LSD trip is what I'm guessing. So, yeah, it isn't about... It isn't about uh... Uh, experimenting with any type of drugs it's actually it came about I, I was reflecting during these quarantine times about how even though it, in many ways it feels like our life is our life is paused and life is on hold due to these times our lives still keep going and uh when you enter into your late 20s which is my age um whoa there's whoa. this idea <laughs> so yeah i don't I erased my late 20s with that LSD. <laughs> Man, when so, I was in the late 20s, everything was in black and white. <laughs> well, it, it's just to say that, I mean, I don't know if you 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 guys can, can relate to this, if you remember that time in your life, in your late 20s, but supposedly that's when it's your return of Saturn. It's when, I, I don't know very much about it. It's just my, actually a neighbor of mine that was talking to me about it that when you enter into your late 20s for a period of anywhere between one to three years, a lot of pivotal... Can I swear on this? Can I, well, you dropped the F-bomb earlier, I think, right? So I people, people tune in to hear Bob Dylan say fuck. Okay, okay. So a lot of pivotal shit, you know? Ooh, uh, whoa, 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 whoa. Can, whoa. can start to happen, you know? So... Um, <laughs> so... <laughs> um, yeah, so I was just reflecting on how, you know, it's kind of, it was kind of a funny thing that like my return of Saturn, this, this, what is supposed to be a very intense and kind of pivotal time in my life coincided with the beginning of the pandemic, which mm -hmm. is objectively speaking, a pretty crazy turbulent time. And so it's kind of a song that uh, I wrote processing what it's like to, you know, face my return of Saturn and still do whatever I, it is that I need to do and honor my my goals honor the the art that i want to make that i want to create despite all the crazy stuff happening it's like i still need to uh try to honor this time of my life that's great man yeah. that's really great good li great lyrics you know i can spot them <laughs> thank you i appreciate, I appreciate you got that it. yeah you know in in the music industry the return of saturn is actually usually an overdose uh late 20s you know jim morrison uh, others any, uh, others oh hendrix yeah, others. hendrix well etc et and guess what you know that they talk about the 27 club well like that is the phase when you're in the return of saturn that's that's when it starts yeah and that's why that's why actually you reminded me dahlia that uh it's actually time for our for our commercial um and uh i'd like to maybe take this opportunity now that we're talking about this sort of thing to really, really articulate to our listeners, especially our young listeners, 
say no to drugs, except weed. Sometimes that's fine. All right, we're back. Uh, wait a minute, wait a minute. No, we're sorry. back. Uh, yeah, that's great. Uh, we're we're going to move on, but like, who who's sponsoring that, Bob? That felt like more like just like a, a thought of yours that popped into your head. Just You said it was a sponsor, but who's sponsoring? Well, Galaxy Radio, of course. Oh, all right, all right. Oh, don't bite the hand that feeds, Vince. <laughs> hey, I'm just reading off the script they gave me, you know? All right, it was good. It was good. I was just curious. I Sometimes did. I out, you know? I did ask if I could sing it. As a, could I say, like, we ain't no use in taking all those drugs, babe. If it makes you stoned. Well, there ain't no use in drinking all these beers, babe. It'll never, well, you know, and then I, I, I kind of trailed <laughs> off. So it, it didn't, they didn't buy it in the room, as, the, as they say in the, in the business. So they were like, you know oh. what, Bob, just, just read the script. Just read it. Just <laughs> read the script. I get it. Well, yeah. Um, yeah well, actually, on oh, that yeah. note, Bob, uh, you were in two Super Bowl ads. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I was, I was, that was a move I didn't expect. That was a move I didn't expect. Man, I'm I, I, uh, yeah. Would you want to? I'm curious. Like, did you? Did you? Some some of your fans felt like that was a sellout moment. But I mean, for me, it's like I don't necessarily disagree with artists, even folk, you know, pop artists doing commercials. I, I don't think that's necessarily an inherently evil or bad thing. Well, I had made a lot of um, uh, financial mistakes in the uh, 70s and 80s especially after my motorcycle accident so i was in a position where i couldn't really say no to very much and super bowl money is serious money um i thought i thought it was very odd that one of your ads was for a motorcycle well just putting that out there well, hey, you know, that, that reminds me that like, maybe we should do our, our second commercial that I also have in plan <laughs> Galaxy Radio. Uh, let's just take a second here. The second commercial is this. Kids, say no to dangerous extreme sports. Except for bungee jumping, freestyle. That's kind of cool sometimes. All right, Great. we're awesome. back. Brought to, you, brought to you by Galaxy Radio. Brought to you by Galaxy Radio. No, man, yeah, like, you know, you got you to gotta say yes to life, you know? I'm sure that's what they teach you in improv, right? Yes, and? Hey, uh, hey, Dahlia, you want it? Hey, you know, uh, McDonald's has got a new fish filet with barbecue sauce. Uh, can, you, uh, can you do a 30-second jingle with your beautiful voice? I'm, you know... I, I just think, I just hope the guy that McDonald's caught that fish with their, with their bare hands... <laughs> bare hands like we used to do in the i'm sure mcdonald's like we did in the 50s like mcdonald's in the 50s. it took so much longer to get a burger at mcdonald's because they actually had to go hunt the animal skin it kill it properly roast it over yeah. a fire and uh, that didn't know. work that didn't work for them that was not fast food but um uh, you know i'm hoping for a third phone call you know a third super bowl would really would really uh help me out here and um, and so yeah, I'd do it again in a second. There were rumors that you were. I heard that you were going to do a. You were going to be in the in the, the Uber and Uber Eats, uh, actually ad. Is that is that is that true? Is uh, do you do you uh, place orders on Uber Eats yourself? Well, you know, my manager does for me. I'm not really uh, that up to date with all the technology stuff and the emails and the accounts. <laughs> But, uh, 
Yeah, just like I said, you know, you got a you got a yes and. Uh, Dahlia, let me ask you a question. If, All right. Uh, if you were you do improv, don't you? <laughs> yeah, I I do I do. So if you were gonna do uh, an improv show and uh, maybe the suggestion was um, I don't know what's a what's a pretty crappy suggestion like uh, De Beers diamonds? Are you a fan of those? Of De, of De, Be De Beers diamond I, De yeah. diamonds? I actually don't know what that is. Well, it's like a it's like a diamond corporation. Wait with a, a bunch minute! Of wait a minute! Yo, wait a minute, Bobby. Is this another sponsor you're slipping in there? <laughs> it felt like a felt like a question, but now it seems like it's maybe another sponsor. Well, I you know diamonds are forever, <laughs> but you know. All right, continue. What were you, what were you asking Dahlia about the beers yeah. diamonds? <laughs> you know, if you had to let okay, maybe if you had to do an improv show and the suggestion was something that you didn't particularly love and okay, you can you can okay. fill you can fill in that blank if, if, for whatever whatever so you does Debe, for, you, for you that's De Beers Diamonds that's, <laughs> well, what bob, that's what Bob because I care a lot about you know migrant workers in South Africa man you know I, 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 I that's maybe one of the new things that I'm going to be tackling in my new record the double album it's going to be the far, the the farm, uh, uh, the farmer, farmer man's labor. Farmer right? man's labor, and then double album. The other, the other one is going to be about yeah, the you know the the canary down down with down with De Beer di diamonds down with De Beer diamonds. Yeah, um, you know you just do the improv show, don't you, Dahlia? Regardless, you get like uh, yeah, like I'll yeah, you have to you have to embrace it. You have to embrace whatever gets thrown your way, and you have to make it your own. Absolutely. What do you what do you think about this, Vince? Are you a do you know anything about this art form? Improv? Oh yeah. Nah, man. All I know is when I took that LSD, uh, <laughs> I was seeing all kinds of shit. I was saying yes to everything, man. And uh, I've never been the same since. And I don't have a real opinion about the beer's diamonds, Bob. <laughs> well, that's cool, man. Um, you know, and 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 that's fine. It's it's fine to sometimes have to do things you don't want to do and that's something that i want all of our listeners to to really keep in mind that this music industry will chew except, you except except for oh. drugs and uh extreme sports yeah 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 mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah except for weed that's that's fine um but one <laughs> thing that i wanted to talk to you about dahlia it's been a long pandemic for us all uh -huh. And um, you know, I've been I've been creating some music, but I've definitely been listening to a lot of it. You know, and and Vince has got his own record collection, which yep. is the biggest in in Montreal, I believe, or maybe second biggest. I think uh, there's a guy named Jason Grimmer in the Mile End. Who one, might have yeah, one guy out there, that Grimmer character, <laughs> and uh, I don't know, something bad might happen to him at some point. That's all I'm saying. Oh. <laughs> well, all right, man. I've I, said too much. Watch, watch your back is all I got to say because this music industry will chew you up and spit you out. And, uh, you know, I've been listening to a lot of good music, Dahlia, but I wanted to know if maybe you had any, like, pandemic uh, music recommendations that you'd like to share with our listeners, things that you've been, uh, you know, discovering over the past couple of months. Absolutely. Uh, so uh, there's... There have been a few albums that have come out uh, since the pandemic started that uh, were a saving grace for me. So uh, an album that was put out in 2020 by a band called Little Dragon. They're actually a Swedish 
a Swedish band. I don't know if you had a chance to, uh, you know, hang out with them when you were <laughs> receiving the Sweden. Nobel Prize, you know, when you're in Sweden. Uh, but uh, it, it, I highly recommend it if you go back there. It's actually funny you mentioned that because I I don't <laughs> remember the names of all the bands, but I definitely was hanging out with. A, there's a lot of like heavy metal in Sweden. Which uh, Vince is a big fan of. So, uh, oh yeah, there's a lot of like death metal bands that were hanging out with us, um, giving us, uh, you know, access to all. In Sweden, actually, you can only buy alcohol in certain stores. I don't know if you know that, uh, and it's really, really taxed. So, um, you know, they would like give us like backstage passes to these liquor stores, and uh, that was pretty cool. Backstage passes to liquor stores. Yeah, yeah. We always get the backstage passes to the liquor stores when we show up, Bob and I. And there's always oh, like wow. there's a whole other world back there, man. <laughs> Craft services table, groupies. Everything. Yeah, it's wild, man. And any liquor store, you just got to know the right people. Okay, okay, okay. But Little Dragon sounds fun. Anything so little, yeah. <laughs> little Dragon, also, as well as uh, Leanne Le Havis, also. She's uh, one of my favorite artists, and she released an album in 2020 as well. She was on just four weeks ago, man. She was on oh, wow. this show. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She really, really... I missed that. Well, you got to listen to it. In fact, Vince... I missed it, too. Missed it as well, so... so <laughs> well, I mean, I was there. I was there, obviously, but I missed it. You know, I missed it. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, you know, I miss it too, because it was such a great conversation that, you know, sometimes you have, you know, good memories of a certain kind of guest. And, but I, I think we're forming wonderful memories with you, yeah. Yeah, I gotta say. Thank you. And, you know, actually, on that topic of, you know, it's like missing the fact that Leanne was on the show, it's like... This also ties into, yes, I've been listening and discovering music, but also in some ways I've been living under a rock sometimes and not being fully aware. Like, to be honest, Bob, I actually didn't know that you released an album in 2020. That is something that I missed. Uh, I, I missed that. It, for, 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 it took me many, many months to find out. A lot of people, released. a lot of people missed it. <laughs> a lot of, not, not to be rude, but a lot of people missed it, Bob. It yeah. was yeah, uh, not... Where were you on that, Vince? Why didn't you play it? You know, you used to be so good at playing all my records all the time. Everyone used to know it. And all of a sudden now, uh, radio silence, you're not picking up my manager's phone calls or my manager's emails. I got to be honest, uh, Bobby, I love you as a person. I love doing this uh, podcast with you. But that was a, a very interesting album. A lot of talk about extreme sports and the beers. Uh, you're supposed to hold that for the next one. So, you know, it didn't really go over with my time of listeners, but you know, I still love you, brother. Well, you know, that's just the kind of things that I'm really, uh, tackling right now in my mind, you know, murder most foul. I contain multitudes. These are songs that really, really speak upon my, um, the fact that I seriously miss the X games. <laughs> You know, that's something that, that I would love this pre-pandemic. If there's one thing from the pre-pandemic world that Bob Dylan is really missing, it's Tony Hawk doing a 900, you know? It's, everyone uh, knows. Everyone knows how much you love that. Everyone knows. Oh, yeah. Everybody knows. Oh, that's... That's, that's, <laughs> that's copyright. That's copyright. That's my friend Leonard Cohen, you know? He's a yeah. good friend of mine. I, I miss him. I really do. We used to have I bagels at Bagel, etc. <laughs> One of my favorite breakfast spots. Oh, yeah? Talk about city. that. You've been there? <laughs> oh, I have. I absolutely have been. It's it's actually right next to Leonard Cohen's, uh, the late Leonard Cohen's home. Yeah. Uh, it's right next to the Bagel, et cetera. Um, oh, yeah. No, I know. Shout out to Howard and Simon, the owners of Bagel, et cetera. They're 
They're uh, they're great, and I've made many friends there. Many friends there. I I it's my cheers. It's my cheers, really. Oh yeah, are you the norm? <laughs> I'm actually. I don't know the show Cheers all that well. I just know the basic idea, the concept that it's like you know the place where everybody knows your name. Sure, absolutely. I mean, I used to go there. Me and Leonard Cohen, we go way back. You know, we used to play Twister at his place, and then you know, go for a couple of shakes and maybe some eggs Benedict at Bagel, etc. Afterwards, <laughs> uh, and that was that's that was like just a, a healthy you know Sunday afternoon kind of thing. And and then he would go and he would compose some music and uh, I'd catch a plane and, you know, fly wherever I want because I'm Bob Dylan, you know. Yeah, you have you have homes. Tell me about tell me about you got a lot of homes yeah. <laughs> spread out throughout the world. Every time uh, we have a guest on, we end up interviewing old Bobby <laughs> D. I huh? can't get enough. Can't get enough of old Bob Dylan. I uh, have a guest on. Let's just uh, let's find out more about you. You know, Dahlia. You know, I'll tell you all about my homes. Uh, there, there are three of them, and uh, one of them's in New York, one of them's in Los Angeles, and one of them is in Paris. You know, I got three places. Uh, I got a couple of bungalows, and I got like I definitely have assets overseas, let's say, but I don't really spend too much time there. Those are mostly pads for my friends to hang out. But uh, Dahlia, one thing, you know, I, I just, you know, we have a, only a little bit of time left, and and I really, really you know, want to know a little bit about your creative uh, process. You know, how, how do you go about making a song like that? Because for me, you know, I just look at the world and, and inspiration just comes to me directly. But I know that not everyone works that way, and I'm interested in knowing how artists work. Well, so actually tying into what we were just talking about before, I found it interesting that uh, Leonard Cohen spoke about how he, what always brought him back to Montreal, despite also having a house in LA that he primarily started to live in, I guess in his uh, later years and everything, he always came back to Montreal because he felt it was a neurotic city. Mm -hmm. And uh, that neuroticism is what fueled a lot of his uh, creativity. And I can definitely speak for the fact that uh, I think Montreal in general, this area, I live in the, the plateau, which of course is where Leonard oh, also yeah. his house is and everything. Uh, yeah, I just think there's so much inspiration all around in, in, in this city. And I've been living here for a few years now. I'm originally from Ottawa. And um, I find that, yeah, I, I've it's been great to develop a, a community of people uh, around me and, and to draw inspiration from other artists uh, here in Montreal. But uh, during these quarantine times, uh, I've been primarily uh, just, you know, me in my shadow creating together, you know, being in my, in my room and, and, uh, sort of stream of consciousness style, um, being in a position to receive, mm. receive, uh, it's, it, it sounds a little, it sounds ethereal, but it's kind of how it is. Sometimes you just have to be ready to, uh, receive melodies, be ready to receive, mm -hmm. uh, lyrics and catch the moment. And then, go to honor and commit to it and, and write a song. No, absolutely. Another thing that can maybe really uh, help you along the line is some heartbreak, uh, maybe a motorcycle accident, um, you know, a particularly contentious uh, run-in with the law, um, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know, maybe being 
uh, screamed at uh, at the Newport Folk Festival because everyone's wondering why the hell is there an electric guitar? I thought this was a folk festival. What is this devil music? Who are you? You know. You sound uh, a little bit bitter. A little bit bitter about that. Are you? Are you? Uh, I, I actually I thought that. I mean, I I don't know. I I well, wasn't there. I, I don't still know. I still I don't think have, I was born yet. I still have this <laughs> scar that shows you. Uh, you know, it was it was a it was very very painful. I have to say, but luckily Vince Vinyl was there. He had a fire extinguisher. <laughs> And he just blew it. I always, up on... I always got it. I always got my fire extinguisher just in case. You just blew it in everyone's faces, and then you know they're, they're these were a bunch of folk nerds. You know they didn't want to get too close no. to like a red cylinder. No. Yeah, you took your licks, Bob, but you made it here now. And I don't think you should recommend people get into a motorcycle accident, but all that other stuff maybe uh, might be good for people to try. Oh, absolutely, and um, and uh, that's very inspiring, Dahlia, because I have to say, you know, it's been a very difficult time for me as it has been for a lot of people i'm sure and but i also mean musically for me because it took a lot you know the, this album that i came up with rough and rowdy ways i was inspired by a lot of the things that are going on in this world particularly uh, uh diamond extraction in africa that's my number one concern um many many tracks 14 tracks about that you know and 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 some people may say not enough a hidden track. If you want to know, there's a hidden track. We even the yeah, it's still a hidden track. You got to find it, but it's uh, it's about the bears. But I'll tell you how to find it. Actually, you just need to play the last track backwards. So That's it, right. it, you know, if you play a song backwards on your record player, you would get like hidden messages sometimes. Well, this is just a hidden song, man, and yeah. uh, it works front ways and back ways. Uh, oh. <laughs> Maybe that's the name of my new compilation, Front Ways and Backwards. It's backways. the same song. It's backways the same song played frontwards and backwards. So, you know, some people have different kind of songs. Yeah, it's the exact same song. You hear it one way, then you hear it the other way. Same song. But um, Genius. It's genius. And, and I, I want to just impart some, some, some wisdom to you, Dahlia, because I really see a future for you in the music industry. Thank you. Or the, let, let, that means a lot. That means a lot, a lot coming from Bob Dylan. Oh, you know, you, no, it really doesn't. I'm just one man, you know. You one know, by the way, I don't know if you think it just came up. I don't know if you know this, but I actually did see you once before I saw you with the top hat at Montreal Improv. I saw you at the Blues Fest in Ottawa years oh, ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, uh, you didn't allow any cameras. Uh, I thought that them. was a, a strange choice. No, hates, well, can't, hates people taking photos of them. Absolutely, I think you need to uh, experience the, um, the the magic in the moment. You know, that's how I feel about everything except podcasts. You know, you can please listen to this while you're like <laughs> cooking later, or uh, when you're tucking your children to bed, or uh, you know, having a you know a nice uh, glass of red wine before going to bed. You know, and, and doing doing it all over again the next day. Oh. Bob, I got a question for you, man. Do you remember Dahlia at the uh, at the Ottawa Blues Festival? Do you remember Dahlia specifically being um, there? You know, the one thing that I remember, there's two things I remember. One was I really didn't want to look at anyone in the face because I was so miserable being in Ottawa. And the second, and the yeah. second, I was guess, to be honest, that kind of that that kind of showed that kind of showed actually. Yeah. But that's why he didn't want that's why he didn't want pictures, right? That's why he didn't want cameras there to see. Nobody wants to see a miserable Bobby D. But the second thing that I remember very vividly was this lady with just stunning hair and and this amazing aura of 
of, of musical create. I could tell that she was a really creative person. So, oh, you do remember? So you remember her? I remember her. I remember her like it was yesterday. Wow! Wow! You know? That's amazing. And that's why that's maybe why I believe in fate because I remember that. And then when I was in Montreal a couple of years later, I walked into the Montreal and probably was like, "That's the same girl from the Blues Fest." And that's why I had to talk to you in the green room. And now you're here, and and this has been one of the best podcasts we've ever done. And and you know you've been such a wonderful guest, Dahlia. Thank Dahlia, you. What's, wow. the, what, yeah. what's next for Dahlia? You know, this has been this, I've had, I've enjoyed uh, getting to know Bob Dylan on this podcast. <laughs> uh, learned a little bit about Bob Dylan. Learned a lot about Leonard Cohen. Wondering <laughs> a little bit about what's next for Dahlia. Yeah. So. Um, I'm still recording my uh, debut solo EP. So before this, I was in a soul funk R&B band, but this is my first solo um, endeavor. So the song that I performed today is not actually released anywhere. Um, I'm not mm. even sure yet if it will end up on my EP. Uh, it was something that I wrote. I don't know if it'll fit yet in, in the EP. But hey, anyways, if you so... see me in the streets, uh, yell in my face, <laughs> and I'll see what I can do for you. All right? No okay, emails, okay. no texts. Yell in my face. And you know, all right, all right. You know, Dahlia, I gotta say, uh, you know, you know, maybe I can like, you know, write some some lyrics or something. I don't know, uh, or play some guitar. I don't know. I don't know. Just ah, uh, uh, Bob, don't be fi don't fish like that, Bob. Come on, you're Bob <laughs> Dylan. You're Bob know. Dylan. All right, you don't have to. You, you play everywhere. You got two television shows, a movie. Yeah, you know, you don't have to I have two two television shows and a screenplay that I'm writing called screenplay. uh called uh you know Bobby's World actually, you know. Bobby's Home yeah. is my TV show Bobby's World. Um, you know, I'm you know, but you know, I could maybe write, you know, write a couple of songs or something, I don't know. I am, I am running for presidency, so there's also that as well that's taking up oh, a lot, a lot of on time. your plate. A lot on your plate. Taking brother. up a lot of my time. I don't know if I can do all these things, you know, I'm I, you know, I may be going to space. Uh, you know, the NASA has a plan to like send uh, musicians into outer space and see what that's like. So maybe they can write some songs about it later. But yeah, maybe I, I, I saw. I, you know, Elon has been tweeting a bunch, and he, yeah, he tweeted the other day, like sipping on some uh, mint juleps with Bob. Yeah, and I guess oh, he was yeah. referring to Bob Dylan when he yeah, tweeted that. Absolutely, yeah. you know, and you know, I would love Dahlia. I would love nothing more than to like, you know, just be on one of your tracks and play the tambourine, you know. But you know, I, I've got, you know, I've got another Nobel Prize I got to pick up uh, as well. And about a week, one thing you know? everybody knows about Bob Dylan is he despises Chris Hatfield, and uh, and he's gonna crush him. He's, he's going up to Sat. He's going to Saturn. And he's going to the real Saturn, and he's going to crush this uh, this astronaut with the guitar that everyone talks about. Yeah, I'm going to do that, and it's going to be televised. It'll be on live TV. But uh, you know, Dahlia, I I just got to say, you know, I would love to record and mix your record. You know, it's just I've got so much going <laughs> on. Um, you know, I'm I'm building a school. You know, it's uh, for, you're building for, a in South in in South Africa. Absolutely, you know, because I, I want I want you know children in other parts of the world to have access to uh, you know materials to create their own art, you know. So it's uh, it's an art school in South Africa, and you know, it's uh, I'll be giving kids a choice of what instruments they'd like to play, and uh, they have to form their own bands. You know, that's a 
one thing that um, I, I'm going to try to squeeze that in between my space exploration and my next UFC fight. But uh, if I, I still don't approve of that one, brother. I still don't approve of that uh, of that UFC fight. I think that that could be a problem for you. But you know, Delia, if I if I have some time, I'd love to be I'd love to be involved in your in your uh, next record. Yeah, in between, I, I mean, yeah, you sounds like you've got a lot on your plate. But really, just like workshopping, I think some songs with you, even just like in terms of uh, the you know the the lyrics as a songwriter, you truly are one of my favorite songwriters that is for sure songwriters oh well, uh, yeah i take that to to heart dahlia thank you very much for that for that beautiful compliment and um you know i, I get in contact with my manager i'm sure uh you can write him by email and uh we'll figure something out does that sound good that that would be amazing i know that my manager uh is um you know, uh, he's uh, doing a motorboat regatta around the world uh, in the next couple of weeks, so he's going to be kind of busy. But uh, okay. but you know, if he has time, uh, you know, he's going to get back to me, and uh, I'll get back to you, and uh, we'll we'll do something. Okay, okay. I mean that that would be that would be awesome. Uh, really, really, just just getting having the chance to collaborate with you in any capacity, whether it's on you know the follow up to the De Beers Diamonds, like really. <laughs> Uh, I just, in any way, shape, or form, Bob, I'm, I'm, I'm down. Oh, thank you so much. And Vince, you got anything, anything going on? Any plugs you'd like to do? No, just hair plugs. Just hair <laughs> plugs. You know, getting older and uh, putting putting the plugs in next week. I go under the knife, getting those plugs in. I need my long locks if I'm going to be a rock DJ. I got to keep that going. So uh, yeah, get my hair plugs next week. <laughs> and uh, speaking of next week, uh, we've got uh, the surviving members of Loverboy. They're all going to be on. We're going to talk about the 80s, and we're going to talk about what it's like to work for the week, working on the weekend. And yeah, man, it's, uh, it's going to be pretty... been a long time since we've worked for the weekend, Bob. <laughs> it's going to be a great one. So uh, I'd like to thank all of our listeners for tuning in. Dahlia, I'd like to thank you very much. I'm sure I'll be seeing you at the uh, Music Awards uh, any one of these years. Maybe Thank the, you. Maybe the Junos. What, what are they called in Canada? Yeah, that's right. That's right. They are the Junos. All right. Well, maybe we'll go to the Junos. And uh, I mean, you're not Canadian, but I. So I don't know. Uh, hey, if the, I, I, yeah. if the money is good enough, you know, if it's Super Bowl money, I'll do the Junos. That's it, Bob Dylan. <laughs> money talks. Bullshit walks with Bobby D. Bobby D. Take care, everyone. <laughs>